Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to talk Sabres hockey. Let's get the inside story. Here's Sabres head coach Don Granado. The Don Granado Show is being brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. By Losi and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. By Roy's Plumbing, just call Roy's today. We'll take the worry away. And by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think of Town Ford. Now with head coach Don Granado, here's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. Sabres head coach Don Granado joining us on the Wester Hotline as we get things rolling on this sunny Tuesday. Joe's not in today. Sal is in with me, Jeremy White, Josh Schmidt producing, and uh, we say good morning to Sabres head coach Don Granado. Don, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Sal. I, and Jeremy. I good morning. Say, thank, good to talk to you. Th- th- thank you. Good to talk to you, Don. I wanted to, I wanted to start with um, something you talked about after yesterday's game. We can get to, to the game and, and a lot of stuff, uh, but the first thing I wanted to get to was you, you had a big, you had a long answer about the scoring is is going to come back, and what you the context of that was that you, you as an organization, coach, GM, player, you would have targeted specific things to get better at, and some of those things that you've targeted, you have indeed you feel like you are getting better at, and the belief is that the scoring will come back, and I guess I just wonder if if what I can take that to mean is that these growing pains in terms of results are going to, in your mind, they're going to pay off. Like, there is, there's a payoff at the end of what you guys are going through right now. There is no hesitation in me saying that, yes, that is, that is going to happen. Um, you know, I, I also mentioned I felt, I mean, we, and, and here's, we generated, if we didn't generate the number of scoring chances and the quality of them yesterday, um, you know, and you, and you don't do that and you don't get quality chances uh, I would feel differently, um, but we are we are getting enough quality. We had uh, we had more than enough quality to win that hockey game last night. Um, you know, we talk about out. I've mentioned many times you have to outscore your mistakes. Everybody does. In the process, you you work to minimize your mistakes. So so don't you know that we shouldn't confuse it. I say you have to outscore your mistakes. With it's okay to make mistakes, and we're comfortable making lots of mistakes. We're not. We're we're shortening that. And yesterday was an unbelievable example of we made very few mistakes. Um, you know, the, the, the other team obviously made, made many, many more mistakes than ours. We just didn't make them pay for it. Um, and that was, that was the difference in the outcome. But, yeah, if we weren't generating the chances, uh, you're with the guys each and every day. You, you talk to them. You see their, their psyche. They're, they're, they're a little bit tight and 
uh, when it comes to scoring, um, but have a better sense of objective in other areas. And, um, and that's, you know, unfortunately scoring has, has caught us at times. Um, you know, it was, it was okay the other night in Minnesota where it was a tight checking game and we scored to late to tie it and then to win it in overtime. Um, but last night was not the case. When it comes to the, these things you've targeted, this team defense, number of scoring chances, giving up odd man rushes, like what are some of the things that as fans are trying to see a difference between maybe last year and this year? And, of course, the, the results in the standings, um, nobody's happy about. But what things are you seeing that are different that you feel like you can, you can hang your hat on going forward? Well, I, you know, I think Upi had, a, had a, a couple goals that I'm sure he would want back last night. Um, and, but his expectation and, and his belief and, 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 uh, and our belief that he is moving into that number one goaltender category, uh, there's reason for that uh, because of you know, his, his work over the last few months, his, prog- his progress really over the last few months. His work's always been there, but his progress – um, so that's one huge sign. Uh, another big sign is it, we were, you know, we've been without two of our top three defensemen uh, as far as, as, as minutes and performance are Samuelson and, and Owen Power uh, the last few games. That's that's more than 50 minutes of the game. I mean, they're, they're, they play about 25 apiece or, or somewhere about that. So you, you're missing two of your top three for 50 minutes you you I think everybody knows last year when we missed just Samuelson uh we went on an eight game skid and it was a tough to replace just Matias a year ago um so the the defensive group has come a long way um to the point that they can stabilize us from you know giving up um you know what we gave up last year as far as chances against and 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 again that's this has all helped uh um you know, Upi become better and, and more confident and comfortable with the consistency that he's seen back there. So that's just one example, but there are many others. On on Lukanen, you know, as we've talked about the goalies coming into the season, you mentioned, you know, all three were relatively inexperienced. You're trying to find out about them. Without putting a magic number on it, at what point do you feel like you can comfortably say about any goaltender in the NHL, well, this is who they are? I mean, Lukanen has shown for two months plus now to be not just a number one, but he's been a high-end number one in the last six weeks, eight weeks. How many games under a belt of a goaltender before you feel like you can comfortably get a good idea of what they are, what, what, what they have grown into, where you stop saying they're inexperienced and you say, well, this is who he is? Yeah, I think I think Oopie's approaching that. I think, Devin, you know, there's going to be some time before that's the case, but Oopie's approaching it as he sees and feels the game. You can see how he feels the game now. He's not rattled or overexcited or nervous. It's, uh, you know, he's he just got a he's got a better feel for things. You can see a more mature goaltender. Um, you know, on the other end of that question, just look at Stanley Cup winning goalies. Um, you know, this is a hard business on goalies. Not too many of those guys stay with their team even after they win a cup. <laughs> And you, you see him, you know, sprinkle around the league, whether that's Matt Murray or Mark andre Fleury or um, uh, Darcy Kempfer with Colorado. It just seems they, they – this is a hard business on goaltenders. Uh, so what we've uh, – you know, what we've been challenged with is to, to really um, have two young guys in Levi and, and UPL. UPL needed waivers this year, so there was no way we were going to send him down. 
yet he hadn't proven he was a number one. So we were we were in that situation, uh, and we really believe that uh, Devin Levi bringing another young guy in for Upi to see and, and having a peer group really that that competition peer competition between the two of them I think catapulted Upi uh, quite a bit this year. I think you know prior to this year he's looking at his mentorship and Craig Anderson and thinking. Uh, you know, even at the subconscious level that, man, I'm years away. You know, this guy's a 20-year vet. You know, way off in the distance, I'll become a number one. And I think when Devin Levi stepped in here at the end of last year, we played him late in the year, and we played him early in the year. For, for a big part of it was to give Devin some experience, but also get that competition going between two young guys and get them to be aware that one of you two, um, and the hopes is both of you are going to seize this opportunity. And I think Oopi really, really stepped up from that point. Don, I want to go back to scoring chances you brought up. It's interesting. You guys are you're getting shots on goal. You're eighth in the league in total shots, but 27th in shooting percentage. You go to games and you always hear the people, shoot, shoot, right? People yell it. And I think I was probably one of those people one of the times, but, you know, back in the day. But now you, there's more there's more education about what's a good chance, what's not a good chance or a good um, decision, I should say. Can you kind of walk us through how you have that balance and how you teach that balance, knowing what a good shot is, what a bad shot is, and how a team has to kind of work through and navigate that throughout the game? Yeah, it's it's tricky. Uh, you know, it's, it's team to team. Some teams are way stingier than others defensively, so you actually need a shot to loosen their coverage, even if it's not a great shot. Uh, you know, for instance, man-on-man coverage. You know, if everybody has their man, uh, and, and when you release a puck, if you pass it, the guy's covered. It's it's man on man. If you release a puck to the net, even though it, it might, you might not score on it, uh, you're going to break every man on the defensive team has to break their coverage, turn around and look for the puck. So Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, so there's different scenarios where you want to shoot. I think uh, we've had guys, you know, we talk a lot. and There's been a lot of talk. We need more guys in front. But I, what's really missed in that is, is you, you need guys in front. Absolutely. Uh, but the timing of it, the perimeter play, if you look at events before goals are scored, there's, there's time on the perimeter. And then penetration of the inside is timed with the shot. Uh, and that's really important. Um, and that's something that, you know, when you have, when you're feeling good, all of this stuff just works. Um, and, you know, and, and that's happened with us night to night. Uh, but night to night, less consistent than a year ago. And we have guys that had career years, their, their absolute best years uh, last year, multiple guys on our team. And now 
you know, they feel like every missed shot from the start of the year is, oh, my God, I'm not going to get what I got last year. Uh, do I settle? Do I for, for one less? Do I? And, and, and you can see the, psych, the psyche of it or the psychology of it affecting them uh, to the point they're a little bit tighter. So, um, you know, I think all that's happened and happening, and, and uh, I think guys will grow through it. But in the process, again, we're, we're, there's other things they're getting better at, which is really, really important. Is that the difference from last year? Because you're actually on pace for more shots this year overall by volume, but you've gone from sixth in percentage to 27th this year. Is it mostly getting guys in front of the net, and or is there just a lot of puck luck involved? Like, what what's the explanation from going from 11 to 9.2 basically in shooting percentage? Is that as easy as that? Just finishing. I mean, it, just look at the chances last night. Uh, you know, Greenway breakaway goes through the five hole yep. misses. Tage a breakaway. Tage five seconds or eight seconds later, uh, point blank in the slot missed. J.J. Paterka, point blank in the slot missed. Uh, J.J. had partial breakaway missed. So those are, I, I mentioned those because they're all quality. They're, they're not, I mean, they got all the way to the point where, okay, it's the shooter against the goaltender. Uh, so the process all the way up to that point worked, uh, but the finish didn't last night uh, as an example. Sabres head coach Don Granado joining us on the Western Hotline. Don, as we talk about Tage, you know, someone posted maybe a couple days ago some of his highlights from last year, a lot of the stick handling and, and walking through entire defenses. And, you know, there's some parts of his game that appear to be right where they should be. Then there are other parts that might be missing. His, he's one whose shooting percentage is down 5%. So I think about the shooting percentage for Tage, but I also think about the way that he used to carry the puck last year. And is that something that is gone? Is that something that, that should come back? Is it because of the way teams are playing against your group? How, how do you get, how do you unlock the version of Tage that we all saw last year? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, I, I don't mean this to say he he's down on confidence, but I think it's a confidence, uh, you know, a confidence issue with maybe frustration that he ca- carries forward as a really highly, highly competitive guy. Um, you know, I think when you watch those clips, uh, of highlights of Tage, um, it's it's probably noticeable in all of those if you if you rewatch them that there's somebody driving the defender back or preoccupying the defender, uh, which makes it easier for Tage to then exploit or skill to exploit at that point. Um, but there's there's you know everything I said prior is is part of I think with Tage, he's, he's, he puts a tremendous amount of pressure on himself. He has extremely high expectation of himself. That's why he had such an incredible year last year and last couple of years after previous years of major adversity. Uh, and, and I think this is a new, new territory for him, uh, new expectations for him within himself and, and even outside expectations. I think he's, he's, he's dealt with all of that as, as all star players and, and blooming star players do. Um, and again, I, I, I truly believe, well, he will, he'll come out the, the other side of this, uh, even better. Um, and, and, the, you know, the hope is obviously the intent is to shorten that. Sabres head coach, Don Granado joining us on the Western hotline down when it comes to expectations and pressure. I mean, like, you know how it works when you, when you took over, it was trying to dig a team out of a pretty deep hole. And this year is a, is a much different year. It's about expectations and fans have their level of expectations and, I wonder your thought your thoughts on where things are with expectations right now. Like what should fans' expectations be? Because it's been a year where 
Kevin Adams at the beginning of the year said the Stanley Cup window is open. And to be so far out of the playoffs, you know, people are kind of recalibrating. So if your message to the if you're sending a message to the fans, what should their expectation be from this team going forward? Well, my expectation is each and every night, you know, you have a game and, and, and you're, you're putting a strategy, a game plan together to win. Uh, it's compete, it's playing as a group of five. Um, absolutely want passion, emotion, energy. Um, and that's been something that's been, been in and out, I think, due to, due to some pressure and guys thinking, you know, again, a different level of expectation. Um, and they sometimes expect it to be perfect to get frustrated very quickly and then things get complicated. Um, but you know, I guess if I'm thinking, you're asking me a question I haven't, you know, I don't sit every day and think about, uh, an answer to that. And and I think, you know, if I think about the fans, um, you know, part of the excitement and and passion love for me uh, is being here is the fans. Um, I was, you know, first, um, here as a scout with the Toronto Maple Leafs, this was one of my primary teams to cover, and I'd come in quite often, and I'd stay. Uh, no scout stays till the end of the game. They usually get out of the parking lot with about three minutes left. Uh, I can remember staying here till the end of the game because this building was just electric. Um, so for me, you know, I know that the fan base is extremely passionate, um, and when you have that, there's obviously until you win and, and, and win – you know, uh, you know, championships and playoff performance. Um, there's, there's things that, there's lots of things that'll be frustrating. Um, and the only thing I can tell you is, is, um, you know, th- when I think of fans, they're in my mind because we want to make them proud. Um, but I do believe we're in the process of doing that. And, um, you know, we demand the guys to work hard every day. And I think they care and do that. To, to that point, there, there was a story Mike Harrington in the Buffalo News had about how the players felt about boos from time to time. There was a chant in the arena. Not like the entire arena is thundering with the words, but Fire Donnie came out from some fans, and the players wanted to respond to that. And there was also a note in Mike's column about not coming out to salute the fans after wins. And I just wonder if you feel that there's some sort of, whatever, tension between the players and the expectations or the players and the fans. And no one no one wants to get booed at home when that happens. No one wants to boo their own team. I just wonder your feeling on, on all of that, on that ecosystem that seems to exist between player and fan right now. Yeah, that that is uh, my – as I sort out all those – what you mentioned there, uh, I think it fits very well with what I think is, is a – is is an occurrence or is happening and our guys you know when 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 they do get booed it hurts them they be, and it hurts them because they care it doesn't if they didn't care it wouldn't hurt them um and and i don't know of any you know any, uh and any any action reaction is because of that they they you know they take a lot of pride in being a Buffalo Saber, and and they take a lot of pride in Buffalo. Uh, they have lots of friendships developed here. Um, lots of guys have signed long term contracts here ahead of time, ahead of going to the to the market, uh, and and potentially getting more. Um, and they they've done it because they love being here, and I can tell you that for sure. And I can remember the first times that that that, that happened where you would hear it. Um, it hit the guys hard uh, for that reason, because they care. They feel, 
you know, and they don't want to let anybody down. So I think it affects them uh, and it has affected them. It's an unfortunate. I think it's just part of, you know, it's part of sports. And, and, and I think you just need to, to learn to, to, you know, to deal with it. Things can't, you know, things can't affect your play, even though they hurt you uh, uh, to the degree you care about. Um, and that, that's what I would say on it. In my observation of our guys, um, they care. Don, any update on Owen Power you can give us? Any other injuries as well? And if I may, do you know uh, how Kevin Pollock is doing, the referee that um, came out of the game yesterday? Yeah, I, I got a report on him that obviously he wasn't going to return, and the injury is right. um, a lower body injury, and it, it doesn't look good for him for the, you know, for, for it's not going to be a week to week. It might cost him a season based on what I heard. Now, uh, that's not official, obviously, because I just heard sure. it. Uh, he had follow-ups, uh, you know, after an imaging to find out definitive, um, but it didn't look good uh, for him. And Sal, your your other question, I apologize. Owen Power, sorry. One more. Oh, Owen. Uh, Owen, he can skate with his injury. Um, it's an upper body injury, so he's he's been conditioning. I would say, um, you know, we we were hopeful that you know at, toward the end of this week. Um, but I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit longer, uh, but it should be in the range within, uh, I would say, um, you know, 10 days from now, um, would, would probably be what we're hoping for. I just want to say, point out how you, even with the referee getting hurt, you went to lower body injury. Yeah, I know you didn't want to say, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, well, you know, what's interesting. I always feel like. I always feel it's pretty disrespectful. I, I, you know, I mean, the, to, to even the players, like the other players on the team are going to target where you're hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, these guys, we've got guys walking around on crutches. We've got what, what guys with arms in their, sl- you know, an arm, their, sl- their arm in a sling. I mean, you know, I, it's easy to forget the beating these guys yeah. take and, and the soreness that they go to work the next day. And, and you know how pro sports are. If, if they know Tage Thompson has a you know injured hip, they're they're going to go at that harder, harder. So um, you know that's why it's 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 always I've always felt out of out of respect for the players. It's it's tough to to say the injury because you know the other team is going to go right after. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.